the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Let's get this party started. We had yesterday off, Juneteenth. The... American holiday that recognizes the freeing of slaves in the United States. Wow. Look at this year to date. The Nasdaq's up 31.8%. And as I did talked about yesterday's podcast, people expect that to continue to melt up more. So the S and P 500 is it broadens um, winners because the, the S&P 5, the NVIDIA, the Microsoft, the Apple, the Meta, and the Google, um, they've done their job. People want to see a broadening of the breath to see and to validate that this is for real. NVIDIA is up 198% this year. Wow. Again, uh, yesterday, markets were closed for Juneteenth, but the NASDAQ is coming into a short trading week. Hot, hot, hot. Investors are divided on whether the rally driven by mega cap stocks like Apple and NVIDIA and Tesla is a bubble or the start of the AI revolution. One area where I was doing a little bit of work yesterday was um, AI bots and how good they are at fooling humans. And one area where we're going to see some problems, and I talked with my children about this, is be careful playing a game. Where there's loot, like uh, Madden, you can pay extra money and get things like the best quarterback ever. I don't know who it is. Let's just say Patrick Mahomes. But you have to spend $100 grinding to get it. I said, beware of someone that offers you a Patrick Mahomes card, a top flight, high quality asset for little to nothing because you're going to get played. And it's not humans that are playing you. It's robots. Robot surprise. Um, one day we're going to be standing on the side of the road and watching robots parade right on by. Anyway, um, that's our market from year to date. Is that not special? The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 3.5%. The S&P 500 up 15.3%. The NASDAQ up 31.8%. And really, again, saying, um, careful getting stomped out of the market. Be careful getting spooked out of the market. What else do we need to talk about? Um... It's a little bit sad, but it also tells you why. And it's it's sad. There's a sad, true financial story inside this sad human story. The search is on for the Titanic tour sub. On Sunday, the mini submarine lost contact with its owner, Ocean Gate Expeditions. Uh, five people were on board. One British billionaire, Hamish Harding. Paid $250,000 for a tour of the Titanic under the water at the ocean floor. And that sub has gone missing. They've got, I think, 72 hours of oxygen. And then they're goners if they're not already. 
it doesn't look good. <clears throat> There's the human tragedy. Now let's talk about the stock market tragedy. Um, people like Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos want to do space tourism. And if you don't see a direct tie to going to the edges of the world between the bottom of the ocean floor and into space, there is a tie. Wow. What else do we have to hit today as far as big stories? Um, summer officially arrives. The summer solstice is on Wednesday, marking the astronomical beginning of summer in the Northern Hemisphere. It's also the longest day of the year. 9 p.m. sunsets. Love those. Um, the NBA draft is coming up on Thursday. Uh, so you'll get a lot of media on that. I'm going to talk a little bit about Disney and their woes. Their stock is not acting healthy. I'm looking at picking up shares, but I want to go through the data with you today on that and uh, kind of do it live on air. Amazon and Starbucks and other multinational companies pledged to hire thousands of refugees ahead of World Refugee Day today. Intel plans to invest $33 billion in Germany as part of a European expansion, its biggest foreign investment in Germany's history. That's got an okay feeling, but Intel's becoming a semiconductor manufacturer now. Coming off the extended holiday weekend, the stock market appears ready to ease into the new week. There's going to be some market data this week that the Fed will be able to watch as rising interest rates continue to play into our economy, and we want to avoid a hard landing. One good piece of economic news this morning in the form of May housing starts and building permits report. Total housing starts surged 21.7% month over month. Wow, that's a big number. Let me repeat that one one more time. Total housing starts surged 21%. That's the strongest pace of starts since April of 2022. Total building permits increased 5.2% month over month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.49 million. The takeaway here is the monthly growth of single family permits. That's a leading indicator for our economy. When you grab a permit from town hall, you're basically saying, I've got this project and it's not going to be cheap. And we're going to try to fix up a house and build a home, throw a roof on it. I don't know. What, what, I'm not a construction guy. <laughs> my, my terms are limited, but when you're building homes, it, it creates new homes, right? And that would be good uh, for inventory. That's great. But it's also good for people who swing hammers for a living or people who sell lumber for a living. It's a big part of our economy. Big part of our economy. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a look at the stock market. I am slightly interested in seeing how things are playing out after seven up weeks on the NASDAQ. Um, and the, the S P 500 up for a month straight, four straight weeks. Okay. We're a little lower. We're a little lower to start. It's interesting. Um, the Dow's down three quarters of 1%. The NASDAQ's down one third of 1%. The SP 500's down one half of 1%. So no follow through today as of this time. Um, it's still very early. I look for winners and losers. Um, 
Apple's up a fraction of 50 cents, but I don't see much else that, you know, um, severely beaten down retailer CVS is, is up today. Amazon's up slightly. NVIDIA's up four bucks. I guess that's, you know, again, the AI meta story. Uh, relative strength to start the day. Falling treasury yields, digesting better than expected housing starts. Um, so that's what we have. Spotify plans more expensive subscription tier. Music streaming platform Spotify is planning a more expensive subscription option that is expected to include high fidelity audio. The new tier called Super Premium or Supremium, Supremium. Um, the company announced the Hi-Fi feature, which upgrades sound quality of songs to lossless CD quality music. And uh, it's going to start individual accounts start at nine ninety nine, family accounts fifteen ninety nine. You get the idea. Wall Street tends to like it when companies raise subscription costs. Big event coming up this Sunday. It's going to be in San Carlos. Join Rob Black in San Carlos Sunday, June 25th for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by Sunday afternoon from 1 to 4 for a little sunshine, some financial chit-chat, and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Summertime Pints and Portfolios. Sign up today. Sunday, June 25th, 1 to 4 o'clock in San Carlos. Um, you can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It is going to be an event where I bring CFP Ryan Ignacio from EP Wealth. It's going to be 1 to 4. It's right off the Highway 101. Once you sign up and answer a couple questions, we'll tell you which brewery it's at. It's less than 5 miles, less than 2 miles from 101, so it's really, really close. And it's also my ex-hometown where I used to live before moving to Marin. Why have a financial snapshot portfolio review? It can provide you a good second opinion analysis on where you are, whether you are on the road to retirement or already there. Um, I've met people who have between one and 10 million before, and sometimes they've done great at their next steps. And sometimes it's pretty horrible. Uh, once you've created wealth, you need to start thinking about managing wealth and not making mistakes, especially if you're in retirement and don't have time to fix those mistakes. So again, today's story is the market's been in a rally mode for four weeks on the S&P 500 for seven weeks on the NASDAQ, starting the day a little bit lower going a little bit lower. So it's not getting better in the first hour. That's no big deal because in the end you want, you don't want the markets to go up hundred percent in one year. You don't want that. If we're halfway through the year, the NASDAQ's up 35%. You don't really want it going up 70%. If we're halfway through the year, you take a look at how the SP 500 is doing. Um, Let's see, I just got an email. If you take a look at the S&P 500 and how it's doing, it's up 15%. A 30% year would be egregiously 
um, successful for the SP 500. Yes, it's great if you're in retirement. Yes, it's great if, you know, you're going to sell, you know, like if you have that plan to, to get out at the high and stop, but it's not great long term because it just sets us up for next year of a, uh, an underwhelming year after an overwhelming year this year. Let's talk about some other issues that are out there. Um, Facebook, the parent company Meta, is pulling back from physical stores. Last year, they opened one physical store in Northern California, and the idea was to showcase its VR headsets. They've now decided to close that store and not open any more stores. It's interesting. Every now and then, Microsoft or Google try to compete with what Apple has done in retail, and they just can't seem to pull it off. Again, showing you some of the design genius that Steve Jobs was responsible for hiring Ron Johnson back in the 90s to really figure out the retail side of it. Although I will be honest with you, I've been to a couple malls recently and I go by the Apple stores and there's no no one in there. There used to be like demand. So Apple's going to have to start thinking about that. Um, they've got kiosks set up in uh, stores like Target. Target needs companies like Apple to come out with hot products to draw them into the stores to use those kiosks. You see how it kind of all starts working together. Anyway, let's move on. Um, I don't know. There's not that. Google tells employees not to put confidential info into AI chatbots, including its own Bard. The search giant reportedly even told engineers not to use chatbots for writing code in case it gives undesirable suggestions. It feels like Google's really trying to dance around doing things right with AI. Facebook yesterday, Mark Zuckerberg or Meta came out and said, we have an AI bot that can replicate your family's voices. We're not going to release it because we see this as potentially very, very damaging. So, you know, how I've told you I've had a conversation with my kids about watch out for bots and video games that are promising you a super premium uh, asset prize in response for your really good one that you actually paid real money for. So my kids have had that conversation. If it's too good to be true. Don't believe it. Now, how about you, your, your grandmother? What if my son were to call up his grandmother or the voice of my son were to call up the grandmother and say, uh, Linda, I'm in, in Mexico and, uh, they're going to kill me if I don't uh, get $10,000 right now. She would send him the money. If it's in his voice. So you're going to have to talk to your grandparents, the elderly is in your life. Um, because it's going to be a good deep fake. It's going to be a real good deep fake out there. This sucks, doesn't it? Some of the dark sides of technology. Ooh, by the way, I really like the season of Black Mirror on Netflix that just came out. Only five episodes, but I thought there was good ones in there. Um, let's talk a little Disney. Because I want to get this the stock is just a, having a, a miserable year, even with Eisner back. Uh, Bob Iger. Um, Disney delayed the release of new movies and its biggest franchises last week for Marvel and Lucasfilm, as well as the next Avatar. Their shifting release dates is pretty standard in Hollywood. Uh, but the delays underscore festering problems in the company's film division. Pixar, uh, the elemental was a bomb. Now, I only bring that up because it's their third bomb in a row at Pixar. And I, I don't want to say I grew up on Pixar films because I, I don't really feel that's true. But last year they had Lightyear, which was a disappointment. 
which is a, was a prequel to the Toy Story films. Disappointment in that it took in only two hundred twenty six million. Um, in March twenty twenty, which we all know what happened in March of twenty twenty, right? <laughs> do, do I need to spell it out for you? COVID. Um, they released Onward, and that came to U.S. theaters uh, just as they began shut down. And Onward only pulled in one hundred and forty two million globally, and it was an awful movie. The Little Mermaid from Disney, not from Pixar. The live action remake is considered a flop. Um, it just didn't draw international audiences. In Disney's other stable of films, the February release of Ant-Man and the Wasp generated tickets of just $476 million below previous installments. So they're, they're struggling. On top of it, what was the statistic I saw? And this is going to tell you, I think, everything here. Uh, about one-fifth of all people between the ages of 18 and 24 use TikTok as a news source. Do you think the guy who takes over CNN has a chance? I don't think so. Because the, the audience is dying. It's getting old. And the new audience is informed on social media. My generation was kind of interesting because we started to find out that we were being informed mostly through news um, by the comedy channel, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Interesting, right? How different. And my dad grew up watching the the television news every night at 6 p.m. So we've changed. So things get worse for Disney. Linear TV viewership fell about 10% last year, and they're not able to raise prices to keep up with that kind of loss. And I can't think of a TV show, and I've I've tried watching some on AMC recently. TV's getting worse and worse, it feels like. Um, Lower budgets and, and less quality programs. Anyhow, even adult channels like AMC is what I'm trying to get out are struggling. So Disney's in a bad position with media. Rumors are they may sell the Star Wars franchise. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, big event coming up this weekend in San Carlos on Sunday. Pints and portfolio. Sign up at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So I think I've hit Disney's really struggling with TV and entertainment movies. Is now the time to buy? I think long term, it is a big money maker. But one of the long term positives is it used to pay a dividend and it's cut that so that it could afford to fund streaming. There's been talk that Disney is going to introduce the dividend later this year, and that would be a catalyst. But other than that, I'm not seeing a lot of catalysts. As a person who owns shares of Disney, this is very disappointing. I want to buy more, but I don't see the reason to buy more. Eli Lilly is acquiring Dice Therapeutics for $2.4 billion in an autoimmune treatment push. I like Lilly a lot, and they're one of the companies that will benefit from the weight loss drugs that are on the market now. But this is them going after... A, a biotech company based in San Francisco. They're paying a 40% premium for them to get access to a new type of treatment for autoimmune diseases. Dice is a biopharmaceutical company that uses a easy for me to say a proprietary technology platform to develop new oral therapeutic drugs for autoimmune diseases. Now let's talk a little bit about this. One of the things that's really important to me is figuring out the total addressable market. 
the TAM. And Netflix was a great stock that got you more than a 10 bagger when you figured out they were going to get the largest portion of streaming of renting movies, essentially, was the industry they started in uh, before they moved into creating their own shows. Uh, total addressable market's huge. You know, Spotify and Apple fight over music subscriptions when everyone that I know has a music subscription on their phone. Right. So and they pay a monthly fee. So total addressable markets were really big. I don't know what the total addressable market is for autoimmune diseases. How, how is it a $400 billion business? Is it a one bazillion uh, business? So I've ordered research to figure out a little bit more on this. Autoimmune diseases can cause pain, fatigue, dizziness, depression, rashes, amongst other system symptoms. There are more than 100 known autoimmune diseases, including lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, and ulcerative colitis. So I will go into a chat GPT model or into a a research uh, page and figure out how big is the lupus market? How many people suffer rheumatoid arthritis? And I'll start building up answers to, is this addressable for me as an investment? Um, I tend not to do biopharmaceuticals or biotech stocks because I'm not that smart. Dice's lead drug is in mid-stage trial for autoimmune-related skin condition known as psoriasis. Now, we all know psoriasis, right? We, we see the commercials on TV. So if this drug gets through um, first level, second level, and then third level FDA approval, we're going to start seeing if Lily did a smart thing by paying a 40% premium or not. Um, it is a very tough industry to be good at analyzing biotech. I will tell you that I have other people do it for me because I can't do it myself. When I, I can take a look at Lily and see them more as a pharmaceutical company, but biotech, when you're kind of taking a, a sniper shot into one drug, if you don't get it, you're, you don't have anything. You're out of money. You've spent years and years and years developing the cure for HIV or the cure for cancer or the cure for growing hair on someone's head. I'm trying to warn you, I guess, is what this segment's turning into is be know what you know. Uh, Lily, who's been around for 40 plus years, you could take a look at their PE and see it's been as low as 10, as high as 25. And it's if it's currently at 24, you go, well, historically, this isn't the best time to buy. Or if it was down around 12, you could say, well, historically, this is a great time to buy, hypothetically. But there's way to it more than that. Dow drops more than 300 points to start the week as the market rally stalls. Does this turn into a full-blown reversal? That's going to be the question a lot of people want the answer to. Investors are coming off a strong week. Investors were seemingly receptive towards the central bank's decision to skip a June rate hike last week. However, policymakers are forecasting two more quarter point rate hike increases later this year. I don't believe it. Most of the people that I'm hearing, the talking heads, don't believe that they're going to do two more. But they want to put in their back pocket the ability to do it so that when they do it, if they had to do it, it doesn't look like it caught them by surprise. Uh, it's a little over communicative. Today, after the bell, we're going to get FedEx. That's going to be the big earnings report of the day of the uh, today. That'll be a good one, in my opinion. It'll be a good one. 
U.S. Foods, their shares are up 1% to Morgan Stanley um, gave them an upgrade. U.S. Foods is a food company. And uh, we still need to eat in good economies and bad economies. So keep that in mind as you structure a portfolio in your youth. Um, and I think if I were to go back 30 years and give myself advice on structuring a portfolio, I would say um, do one more round of research before you buy what you consider trades. Um, or maybe give up on trades and just go into accumulation of stocks. Know that you're only going to pick 20 in your whole life. That's something Warren Buffett said that as I've gotten older, I appreciate more. He said, think of investing as you only get 20 punches on a punch card in your life and you will be better at it. I agree with that statement. But, uh, you know, there was a period of time. I once owned a company called Network Solutions, and this will tell you everything that you need to know that it was a success. But at the same time, it made me look for another solution. Network Solutions um, was the original internet domain namer. If you wanted, if you wanted um, robblack.com, which I own, um, the previous owner was or is, this is horrible, a porn producer and not like adult entertainment, like like dark adult entertainment. Um, but Network Solutions was a company that I found that was a monopoly. You know, the total addressable market, they, ha- they got to sign up everyone's.com and they got to charge you $99 a year for doing it. It was pretty interesting. Um, they were one of the very first big plays on the internet. Um, and it's interesting because I bought it at four. I'd sell it at 16 on the way to 20 and then it would go from 20 back down to like 10 and I bought it again and I sold it again and I bought it again and I sold it again and then one time I was on vacation and I didn't see that it went from four well not from four it was probably around 16 when I went on vacation it went from 16 to 100 in like two weeks and I was like what just happened uh, but network solutions first operated the domain name system DNS registry it was a subcontract with the Department of Information Systems Agency. Why it was publicly traded, I don't know. But on my radio show, I had on the CEO. And, you know, in 1993, he won the, he was the only better network solutions for a $5.9 million annual contract to sign up people for websites. Um, and it was the first stock that made me a personal millionaire. That's why I'm telling this story. Um, it wasn't until 1997 that, um, they started to lose a little bit because people started talking, um, well, we can't just have one person sign up everyone on the internet. It has to be multiple companies. Jim Rutt was named the CEO of the company in 1999. They tried to create separation between the government side of the business and the publicly traded side of the business. The fee to sign up a registration uh, site went from $35 to $6 a year to registered resellers. They tried to break up this monopoly and they didn't really quite know how to do it. Um, When I say they, I'm talking about regulators in 2000 at the peak of the dot-com bubble. When I was on vacation, VeriSign acquired uh, network solutions for $21 billion. 
Um, since then, I've kind of lost where the company's gone. But it was the original stock that I made a lot of money on. Um, and I made the most amount when I was on vacation. So if I were to go back in time, after after it was sold, I was like, okay, now who do I buy? And VeriSign had um, a pretty cool secure ID token thing where you'd have at your desk at your office um, a, a little token that would change every, you know, I guess, 15 or 30 seconds. So if you were logging onto your work site, Rob at robblack.com, it would say, what does your token say? I'd pull out my keychain and say 1199, 1199. And I'd have to punch that into the screen to get unlocked. Um, interesting. But uh, I don't know. So I don't know if that story went where I wanted it to. I think it did. Treat investing as if you only get to buy 20 things in your life. And even though Eli Lilly is acquiring Dice Therapeutics for $2.4 billion, and I like Eli Lilly as a stock themselves, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research if I, uh, if I like the acquisition to see what sort of market they're playing with. Uh, but I usually let other people give me advice on Eli Lilly and my pharmaceuticals. Anyhow, COVID makers are coming. Moderna and Novavax are gearing up for a fall vaccine rollout. Um, is this going to be one that you get? Uh, big debate from Elon Musk and... Joe Rogan trying to get a debate going on Joe Rogan show with a scientist saying that COVID is a disease and they're saying that it's not a disease. And I feel bad for the doctor guy in large part because having Joe Rogan's army and Elon Musk's army of followers hating on you would not be fun. Big event coming up in San Carlos. Pints in portfolio this weekend. Get a free portfolio review. I'll buy you a beer. We'll talk stocks. It'll be fun. Weather will be nice uh, in San Carlos, less than two miles off of 101. You can sign up for the event Sunday, one to four at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Let me explain what I do so you have a better idea of the amount of craft I put into my job. Today, we have housing starts and building permits. I've kind of told you that building permits are a leading indicator of Americans getting jobs. Building homes is a good thing when we have a shortage of homes. So I got a good vibe there, right? Tomorrow, we get mortgage applications. We get oil inventories. These are all things that I write down and I watch on my calendar. Thursday, we always get initial jobless claims. Is the uh, employment market strong? And the answer is it has been. This week, for instance, we're expecting 255,000 initial jobless claims. Um, Last week, we were at 262,000. So knowing the economic data is coming and just being a little bit ready for it helps. And I know that my day on for instance, Thursday, not only do I have to spend a little bit of time on the initial claims, but I have to spend a little bit of time on the existing home sales. So next week, uh, what do we get? We get the S&P Case-Shiller Home Price Index on Tuesday, Consumer Confidence on Tuesday, New Home Sales on Tuesday. Not much on Wednesday. I'm really not all that freaked out. or I don't study oil inventories. Um, I look at oil as a tax on consumers. When it's expensive, we pay more for gas and travel. When it's cheap, we pay less and we have more to spend. But again, next week we get the PCE numbers, personal income, personal spending, University of Michigan consumer sentiment on Friday. 
it's not till the week of July that I'm really seeing anything that's going to get kind of exciting. Um, the Jolt's job openings on Thursday, July 6th. I will be paying attention to those numbers. Then you get the employment report on the first Friday of every month. So that's on my calendar. We don't get another. We don't get another. Uh, we do not get it. Oh, sometimes my grammar just goes back to like 10th grade, doesn't it? But the week of July 10th is when we get CPI, consumer price inflation numbers. Um, so we have to wait for that number. And that's probably the next big, super actionable one. Of will the Fed stop raising interest rates based on a CPI reading? Um, if it drops from 4% to 3.5% to 3, um, will they finally admit we're done at their following meeting? Or if it stays at 4%, goes to 4.2, will they say, ah, we got that extra rate hike for you? Are you ready for it? So that's how I spend a lot of my time on economic data. But there's other calendars that you have to be uh, looking out for as well. And these are event conferences. Um, and they are exactly what you would imagine they are. They sound like. So today, for instance, Deutsche Bank has a German-Swiss-Austrian conference. Um, Jeffries has a consumer conference on the uh, today. Jeffries will bring in uh, analysts and reporters from around the country and, and talk about the state of the consumer. And if you're a company like a Target or a Bank of America, like they may have Bank of America CEO speak kind of thing, uh, you get a really big vibe on how the consumer is holding up in these times. Um, there's a premier breakthroughs conference of 2023 coming up on uh, into this week. And it's, you know, what we're seeing in the world of like the heroes of uh, medical technology. So I'm always paying attention on um, as many shows as I can see uh, who's presenting and who's not. Um, the lithium supply and battery raw materials conference is coming up. I know you're saying, is that a thing? Uh-huh. So you have to keep track of economic data. You have to keep track of conferences. If there's a big cancer conference coming up, um, well, let me use a real one. Right now, there's a virtual healthcare conference going on. And the companies that are there is a who's who in healthcare. So you're looking for announcements from those companies. Uh, what else will I take a look at? Um, I'll look at the IPO market because last week we had a big one. Um, we should see more companies come public. Kava, which is a Mediterranean kind of Chipotle-like uh, restaurant, where there's like 33 items that you can mix and match and have a healthy lunch that's relatively cheap. And you say, I want some of that. I want some of that. And I'll take some of those beans and lentils. And you kind of put everything together yourself. Um, what's interesting to note about that is it was very successful last week. And that's got other companies who have been private and not coming public saying, you know, there's a demand for new companies. For the record, I never, ever ever buy an IPO on the first day. Um, the last IPO I bought, it's going to tell you how long ago it was, was, was Facebook. And I bought it about a month after it came public and it started to fall apart. But I like buying names that I would want to own for the long term when they're on a discount. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's the idea. So Kava stock not doing much today. That's good to know because last week it had a party of a week. 
uh, IPO and at $16 a share going straight to $38 a share hit 42. Now it's pulled back into the 38 range, but a lot of publicly traded or a lot of private companies will say, Hey, now's the time to pull the trigger and go public. A big one that we're expecting this year, Instacart. Um, they need access to more money so they can continue to keep up with uh, Uber because Uber's getting into grocery deliveries and Instacart kind of owns grocery deliveries right now. Um, for the record, I, I don't feel good about Instacart in the long term, and I do feel really good about Uber in the long term. So let's go back real quick because I'm now interested. When did Meta come public? Let's take a look. Uh, 2012. So it's been 10 years since I've bought a company in its first month of existence. Isn't that weird? So that was that was quite a show. Uh, comes public at 30. I think it went to 40. Then I bought it in the 20s because it fell apart and it's never seen those numbers again. But just to show you, Facebook still isn't at their 2021 high. Their 2021 high was $379. Today, they're trading at 278 So when it fell apart and it's a big company, you have when companies become dislocated and you feel they're high quality. And I don't like the business, but it's a high quality business. They're a high quality player in advertising and social media. Anyway. You can see that there was buying opportunity there that you kind of wish you would have jumped on. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Sign up for that event in San Carlos Pints and Portfolio Sunday, 1 to 4 at robblackshow.com. Join Rob Black in San Carlos Sunday, June 25th for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by Sunday afternoon from 1 to 4 for a little sunshine, some financial chit-chat, and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.